Welcome to Sunday Showcase. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And with that music from our Sharon B, we're back with season two of Mutual Presents. You know, season one was all about getting everyone aware of Mutual YouTube's network channel, which replays the very best radio drama daily from our forefather, the Mutual Broadcasting System. As we begin season two, we thought it would be a good idea for folks to hear what went on last month online through our modern audio drama convention. The online version, of course. Please get your tickets for next year's live version at www.mad-con.com. That's M-A-D, the dash sign, C-O-M dot com. And now, on with the show. Recording. Good morning and welcome. This is MadCon, the world's first modern audio drama convention. There have been old-time radio conventions. There have been old-time radio components in other conventions. There are audio fiction festivals and audio drama award ceremonies. There are podcast conventions and story cons. But to my knowledge, I have never heard of a working convention strictly for this art form, the audio drama. With a history that goes back a hundred years to radio and the theater of the mind and thousands, if you consider tales told in the dark and firelight or by pillow talk, audio drama illuminates the imagination and forms a bridge between the concrete wit written word, the concrete written word, and the oral storyteller, with a little sprinkle of cinema and the flavoring of theater. I'm Jack Ward of the Sonic Society, Electric Vicuna Productions, and the Mutual Audio Network. Thank you all for coming. It's my pleasure to introduce my fellow panelists this morning. And if everybody can put on their uh, mute, I'm hearing some background noise, of course. We should begin with David Alt, stage actor, screen, and your podcast player, actor as well, famously known for his work in every audio drama in the past 20 years. Only small exaggeration. <laughs> Including and not limited to the No Sleep podcast, both feed and Live Incarnations, The Byron Chronicles, The Leviathan Chronicles, Kung Fu Action Theater, Mark Slade Productions, Shadow at the Door, Cool Fool, not to mention Electric Vicuna Productions, the host of the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse, my host for the Sonic Society. Welcome, David. Hello. Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Beside <laughs> him, we have one of my brothers beginning with Lothar Tuppen audio auteur, writer, producer, actor with an incredible singing voice. Really, he's a quadruple threat. From Broken Sea Audio, Mark Slade Productions, there's that name again, his own company, the Ninth Tower Productions, not to mention EVP, the Amigos Collective, and one of my co-hosts for Sonic Echo. Hello, Lothar. Hello. <laughs> and finally. Wanna, before you say anything else, I just want to say how exciting it is to be a part of this, I was just thinking back this morning about the first time I heard something with David Alt in it, 
and going, I want to be a part of this world in 2008. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For a lot of other reasons, but David, you were definitely a part of that. Uh, and so we're starting the Kumbaya, you know, <laughs> no, big no. hug early. But basically, this is amazing now. And I'll shut up now. That's right. Well, we'll get back to I'm, all of that. Finally, but that. never last. I don't want to ever make, make him think he's last. Mr. Jeffrey Biller, <laughs> teacher, director, audio, producer, writer, every other slash you can think of except for slash fiction. He also made his first appearances in Broken Sea Audio, followed by tons of acting gigs, including, but not limited to, Narada Radio Company, Electric Vicuna Productions, his own company, Audio Groove Cats, the Amigos Collective, and another co-host, and my brother, for the best of Golden Age Radio, Sonic Echo, Good Morning Jeff. Thank you, Jack. And I always love it when Jack becomes announcer Jack, host Jack, because it's just so, it's always, it's always exciting. It's just like so much energy. Here we go. And, and uh, you know, ready to go. And, and uh, welcome. And hey, Lothar. And David, I'm going to echo what Lothar said whenever Whenever you agree to be in anything, it's like this is going to be a success. I, uh, I just well, I love your voice. It's the best. It's, it's the best. Very kind of you. Thank you. Oh, no, you're welcome. I mean it too. I do. Well, I just want to make apologies to everyone on the panel. If we went through everyone's lists of accomplishments, we'd be here for the entire hour. So I just I had to limit it as much as I could. But as you can tell, <laughs> my enthusiasm is because I am such fans of all of you, and I've got a chance to meet all of you guys in person, as you know. And I consider you all very close friends and brothers of mine. And uh, it's, it's just really special for me that you start off this entire session with me and, and MadCon starting. So thank you, all of you, for coming. And thanks, everybody, for showing up. This is fantastic and a, and a real milestone for all of us. So I wanted to talk. Uh, we'll talk about what's going to be seen this weekend and the kind of things we're going to be doing. But I wanted to sort of ask everybody what are your goals what do you hope to get out of this weekend as people who are watching as people who are all moderating various different sessions and maybe you can talk about some of those sessions as you go along and also um just as participants as i will be throughout the entire weekend let's reverse order and start with jeff sure thanks jack uh i'm really looking forward to um just listening and learning to everyone and getting everyone's years and, and myriad experiences. I come from things mostly, um, I'm a retired uh, theater professor. Uh, so I, uh, I come to things mostly from the acting, directing point of view. And um, the tech point of view is a little bit less for me. So I always, I have uh, Lothar on speed dial. And uh, for all of my, all of my tech uh, questions and he, so he's so awesome, just lists them, lists them right out so even I can do it. And um, so I'm, I can't wait to listen to everybody. And, and it's great to just talk to everybody because it, it always feels like, you know, we're all around the world. I mean, I'm, in, I'm on Cape Cod, Jack, you're in Canada, Dave, you know, everybody is around the world. And it's nice to uh, come together to have a conversation because so often it can be isolating because you're doing everything satellite and, you know, in uh, like that. So it's just nice to put names to faces and actually have, have a conversation with people. So that's all that's, I'm, I'm excited to be here. And I just have to say, um, you know, uh, right now I'm thinking about Bill Holweg and, you know, how much I wish he were here uh, with us and how much he inspires pretty much. I think most of what we was, what I do, I'll speak for myself. 
you know, and, and uh, so I'm thinking of him right now. Well, I, I'd like you, and, and thank you for bringing that up because this actually is because of him. I, I it was after meeting Lothar and Jeff and and scattering Bill's ashes and touching down at the airport, and I said that was such a powerful experience. Yes, meeting was. people that I haven't that I've talked to and and just it changed my life. It really did. And I, I hope I don't think I'm the only one to say that, but I wanted to oh, I agree with one of you. But I, I sat there and I said, well, what can what's next? It literally that's what came into my head. And then this came up and I am not the kind of person that normally likes to do any of these things. But it was such <laughs> a powerful opportunity that I, I wanted to meet with everybody face to face. And so I started the idea of doing it in, in Halifax and COVID got in the way. But we're we're set to go again next year face to face in Halifax. And I'm hoping I know everybody here in the panel is planning to be here and and many, many more. And so I'm really, really thrilled. So thank you for bringing up Bill, because that was well placed. Do you have any particular um, ones that you're moderating that you're especially interested? You want to talk to to people so they know. Um, why don't you go around and come back and let me think about that's uh, a great thing to do I will move off to Lothar then so go ahead Lothar and tell tell me what your uh, your your hopes and dreams and wishes <laughs> I, I'm going to uh, say that uh, I'm looking forward to the quickening which is a friend a, a term that a friend of mine who probably was a Highlander fan talked about when you're working in any sort of endeavor and you finally get together with colleagues and you get that exchange of enthusiasm and energy that happens at really good conferences at really good conventions and just ratchets it up so i'm looking forward to getting that reinvigoration myself and to help uh, hopefully um you know foster that through the panels that i'm a part of and and moderating um as a moderator i'm hoping to uh make everybody else look good i guess is sort of the short way of putting it but basically let them talk let their ideas go out there and then be able to learn because uh, I think most of us, I know there's some exceptions, but most of us are pretty DIY. There's some people with with actual enge audio engineering education and training and professionalism, but a lot of us are just, we figured out how to do this and we might've had our teachers, we might've just figured it out ourselves. So I'm looking forward to um, uh, enriching my gene pool of knowledge. Excellent, excellent. And we'll come back since we're gonna try and do that. We'll come back with specific uh panels that you guys are moderating in i know that you're participants in as well but we'll start with moderating but let's move on to david what what are, i've uh i see you've unmuted there uh got that accent accent or access now um the accent comes with it uh could you tell us what your hopes and and wishes are well, I, I would just like to um echo what uh, both jeff and lothar have said it's it's uh it's funny that people describe me as a veteran of audio drama, even though I'm still under 40, believe it or not, only just. Um, but uh, yeah, people describe me as some sort of veteran. As But when I look back, I've been we've been doing the, the Sonic Society together now for, well, pretty much 11 years, really. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, basically bringing some of the those conversations that we've had across the years about things like story structure and, and how we put things together and, and how we market things and all that sort of thing. It's, it's like this whole event is going to be those discussions writ large. 
and um and it's going to be really it's going to be really fun to to work to to meet more people because of course back in 2010 that's how we met um i was coming across the us and canada um just wanting to meet the people that i had been working with for five six seven years and uh and just sort of yeah see see what the audio drama community is actually like in person and uh the the answer is it's wonderful everyone is so so nice because there's so many people that, that have done this for so long uh and it's it's a passion it's it's a hobby it's something that they want to do they've got stories they would like to tell so they put those stories out there and they they get people involved and they want to share the enthusiasm of of storytelling and of audio drama and of our, our particular um narrative styles everything like that and so that that desire that energy that excitement to share stories i think breeds wonderful people and and so you go back to to 2010 and and uh, jack said yeah come along i've never met you before but you can stay in my house that's absolutely fine um uh, and and yeah so it all sort of uh, our our um friendship kicked off from there really and um like a house on fire we got along absolutely yes. <laughs> which was grand yes uh, it was a long train trip from montreal but uh it was the first time i've been on a train that lasted 22 hours or something like that it was bizarre <laughs> um but you know public transport in uh, north america is very different from public transport over here yes anyway yes um i i've i've rambled i do apologize um <laughs> but <laughs> We have the time this this hour it's to be able true. to expand. Yes. I would call it expanding, not rambling kind of thing. <laughs> and, but I, I want to say, too, that you put a, you brought a really interesting point. And I suppose I should throw my own two cents in since this is the opening of what my hopes are. And they echo everybody what they said here. I am looking forward. And I think it was it was really it really hit home for me yesterday where I did a couple of different run throughs with some various different people. And Paul Walsh and Jackie Salagi, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her last name well, she just wrote it for me and I didn't, she didn't say it, but she does Faustian no nonsense and he does uh, The Green Horizon. And there, and I had never spoken them to, to them directly. I had talked to Paul through emails and never to Jackie, but I'm just tickled by the new voices because both of them are sort of like in this new stage of audio drama in the last couple of years. And the similarities that we have in the love of story and the storytelling, but also the originality that comes from coming at it from a fresh perspective. And it just, it made me talk way too much with them because I was so excited to be around people who have that same kind of similarity. And I feel that that synergy is going to be a, a big focus for this entire weekend. I, I certainly hope it to be. There's a lot of great people that are coming uh, coming up in these next three days that I've had a chance to interview at times or let's just listen as a fan of their work or feature their stuff on Sonic Society. And, and there are so many different uh, people that I'm looking forward to having these larger scale conversations about specific things and so before we go to some of those specific things i want to mention what the sort of the format and what i was hoping for in in the original idea and everybody's sessions are their own sessions but my my hope is is that the sessions are informative and fun 
so that th they're an opportunity not so much of just a meetup of old friends like our first one is but a chance for us to really delve into some of the very specific elements that make really effective radio drama so if we look at today for example the focus is specifically about writing and creating ideas for audio drama and so things like the first one which will be hosted by Lothar is how do you approach your project so things like do you want to adapt something or do you want to create something new do you want to have a hybrid of different genres together what kind of style do you look at because I, I sort of identified and maybe other people have other definitions but my definitions of style includes the old-time radio style or cinemagraphic style or stage style or the more recent style which was almost like a, a YouTube confessional first person uh, style of audio drama and then and then but when you look at that kind of how you approach it you want to ask the questions like well what kind of resources do you have how what are, what kind of limitations are gonna identify your writing limitations as well so if you're doing this as a first-person narrative, you you may not need a whole lot of actors down the line. But if you're doing this as a cast of thousands, well, you got to keep that in mind when you're t deciding how you want to approach your project. Uh, do you want your actors to be live in studio with you, or live on stage, or or satellite acting? All of these things, Lothar and his very very talented group of people, Michael Wilhelm, Bill Erud and Robert Arnold, who's with us right now, will be able to talk to about all those variety of ways. And I'm really excited about that. And then right after that, we have Story Structure with David Alt, where we're going to talk about the structure of the story and, and things like the point of view, how to create good dialogue, what's the difference between like improv stories versus full text stories, do you want to do a series? Do you want to do one shot? These these things are really interesting. And then the amazing Jeff Adams from Icebox Radio will be moderating something in the uh, at uh, 2:45, where he'll be talking about um, software, so lines and layers, uh, the in-depth discussion about do you do you have really detailed production notes on your script, or do you keep them brief? Uh, things like do you include Easter eggs? And what do you focus on when you look at tropes and the deeper meta story? All these things are getting more involved in the script development. And then luckily we have both Neil Jones and Peter Reynolds uh, creating their own workshop, uh, a particular seminar called Improv Your Audio Drama. So they usually ask money for this particular workshop that they do out of Toronto, but they're offering it to us exclusively at uh at, at madcon for free up to 12 people per workshop so from 4 30 to 6 30 is one please sign up if you haven't there's just a couple of spaces left for today and they'll do it again tomorrow probably with more of a focus on actors in that respect so even if you've got a lot of experience doing improv or imp improv improvisational writing it's always good to pick up an extra couple of tips i know i'm going to be uh coming into one of those sessions myself and then we're back here with Jeff Billard talking about teamwork and how you kind of start to build a writing team and, and how you want to consider things like 
how do if I want to write, and this happens more and more, I'll write a story and I'll like, this is a perfect villain for David Alt, or this is a these are great characters for Jeff Billard to play, or a Lothar Toppin to play, or a, a Tanya Malevich to play. Um, let's be honest, she could play all of them too. Uh, but the point of the matter is, is that. I, I do have voices in my head because I know these actors and I know what they bring to the table. So I there are times when I'm sitting there going, oh, please, I, I sure hope that this person is available or I'm in real trouble because they won't do the job. Anyone else won't do the job that I expect this person to do. And then finally, at the end of the day from 845, you'll be back here with me, J.V. Torres from, from uh, Rise of the King of Silas and Steve Schneider from Wordtastic, and good old Robert Arnold will be back here again, and we'll be talking specifically about, so how do you edit this stuff? You've done the writing. What's the process of editing? What's a good process of revising? Do you have people that you can bring into this process to help you that you trust to give the best style or, or the big, give the best feedback so that you can approach to a style, set a tone for a series, and maybe even create a best practices guide. And of course, I want to take the time to wrap up what we've done for the whole day. So I've kind of given you guys a bit of a, an outline on the long form. Maybe a little more specifics can come from the people. Uh, are you ready, Jeff? Oh, you're, you're muted still. There we go. There we go. Uh, so that uh, I, I'm doing teamwork later on today, and I think that uh, one of the things that I alluded to it a few minutes ago is how important it is to try and build some camaraderie, try to build some some uh, some you know esprit de corps into your uh, into your group, and I think there's a lot of ways that you can do that um, that are important because I think the more that that kind of actors are, are, especially if you're doing it together. Uh, like I said, I spent 40 years working in theater and, and uh, it was so important to, because you're taking a disparate group of people who are only gonna work together for a short amount, a finite amount of time. And you need to make a, a team out of them. You need to make a group out of them in order to get everything to work and have people trust and listen to each other uh, and all that. And, and that, that maybe is a little less so in some forms of recording audio drama, but now that more and more people are recording, you know, via Zoom, you know, or they're getting together and doing it live, so to speak, I, I think it's important. So we'll be able to talk about all that and I'll be able to listen to everyone's ideas about, uh, about what it is to actually build a team, put things together, um, keep, keep the um, uh, communication lines open with everyone and, and just, keep things moving you know we just started a new with all of us you know three of us we just started a new uh pro, pro project that we're working on you know and and so we're just starting to do that and get it together so but with us we've worked together so often that it's pretty simple but there's more and more people coming in and it's it's good to have um you know build some teamwork so i'll be looking forward to listening to um what people have to say. And that was a good rambling myself, David. 
We have all the time in the world, as I've noticed. So <laughs> ramble on, my friend. And then let's, let's move on to Lothar. And thank you for those thoughts, because they weren't rambly. I was joking. <laughs> I, w- I, I want to I thank Jeff for uh, being the person who didn't turn himself off mute so it wouldn't be me, because someone has to do it. <laughs> it's not a Zoom meeting if you don't like talk while you're muted, right? I did, um, I did like the fact that we managed it a full 21 minutes before someone saying, you're on mute. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm today because uh, of the um, the writing focus. I'm moderating one panel, like Jack, Jack mentioned, and that'll be an interesting one because it's kind of vague and amorphous. Because that's the stage of the production that you're doing is like I don't know what I want to do and how do I form that together. So that's going to be exciting, and um, I'm curious as to what everybody's opinions are about different things because I think we all go through, and I think it's true about anything, whether we're acting, writing, producing, we go through and we have our own idea of how we're doing it. And sometimes it's surprising to see that other people do things differently. And so I think that's going to be something that keeps coming back up through the weekend is like, wow, I never thought about it that way. I'm going to try that out now. Maybe I don't like that, but that spurred another idea. And so I think that's going to be really exciting about all the panels. And that's, uh, I'm also looking forward to uh, the uh, panel with uh, Jeff Adams that I'll I'll be on with him talking about software because uh, we've all got certain strong opinions and being a panelist will be fun to be able to throw that out there and see what happens. It will be the time that I will expect to see gloves thrown down for the only time I can think of the entire weekend where people start. Final to... draft word. Celtics. No. Like, yeah. Cool edit audio. No. What? <laughs> you know, so it's like... Well, in my defense, Lothar, I was waiting for Jack to unmute me because he muted me. Oh, okay. You know, I, I thought I thought I was going to get professional service here. You know what I mean? It's like it's what I'm used to. This is another thing I want to point out, and I want to point out very, very clearly right up. I am not a professional. <laughs> Zoom, I am very new with. All of these things that I'm new with, uh, you know, one could argue that I've been doing audio drama long enough that I can pretend to be a professional. But the truth <laughs> of the matter is, is that um, this is all new for all of us. So if there are technical mistakes, if there are other mistakes that happen during this thing, please you know, just have a little uh, understanding that we're working through these technical issues and that in some ways this is also an opportunity for us to get some more idea of how we want to see the live version of MadCon work next year and I think it's a fantastic opportunity to do that I was talking to my mother who's famously involved uh, now retired but she was and has been involved for many years with the United Church of Canada so she's part of the UCW and she said she has never seen of a, a zoom call without massive technical difficulties on one that either somebody isn't heard or their camera isn't on or and it takes up half the call so you know knock on wood we're doing extremely well at this point <laughs> and uh, things well, covered as acts of god <laughs> <that's true. laughs> another phil morris reference i appreciate that so <laughs> david up to Hello. you now thank you uh yes the um I do have to question the technical issues because usually when I get flown over to do the Sonic Summer Stock every week, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get to fly business class, but the, this most recent one, it was coach. What was, what was up with that? <laughs> well, COVID, I could just say COVID for everything now. <laughs> it's an excuse, right? COVID, you understand and just leave it at that. <laughs> As Jeff said, you know, we, we expect a certain level of service. True. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Thank you, David. Thank you. I don't know. What? So what? Uh, what are you moderating like or joining yeah. us with this this day, David? So as as you've mentioned, I'm looking at sort of story structure, 
So um, once you have your idea, how do you then present it, whether it is long form, short form, series, one series, two series, three series? Do you have five series all planned out or do you just keep it as a one off? Do you have a, a series of shorts uh, or do you then longize them, uh, lengthen them out to, to a, a more proper form so yeah that that's that's what i'm going to be moderating I, I just took some notes so that i can i know what's actually going on it's always a start um and uh, but on on that uh, we will also throughout all of these things be be taking questions and there is a q a button down at the bottom for anyone who is interested in asking us all a question and uh feverwood has had one waiting there since right at the very beginning yes. Is there Very an inverse correlation question. between amount of hair and how great your work is? Um, wow. And uh, I, I, yes, we are, a, we are a very sort of male, white, and, and uh, well, hairless bunch. No, I just want to like say I have hair. Yep. But, you know, I'm just kidding. Jeff is the <laughs> exception that proves the rule, I think. <laughs> there, there's a very dark secret, which is that the audio drama gods need sacrifice of hair on a daily basis or else they will not bless our work. <laughs> Indeed. Bill had it all for us anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Right. Bill's was down. It was waist, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Bill's, uh, Bill's hair was down his back. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and he was six, five and a half. It was insulting. Yeah. <laughs> it was just insulting how, how attractive he weighed that about man 130 was. pounds right now, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, no... I was thinking about the way that you talked about this, David, because even in in the story structure, you've had the the incredible ability to to work with people of every possible size level of story, right? And and written them yourselves as to as well. So you've been a part of team writing. You've been a part of writing your own stuff. You've been acting a bunch of things that have lasted years. Like I'm thinking Byron's Chronicles yeah. running, you know, the character of Byron from almost the get-go. And then yeah. and 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 then you've also been in a series now. of one shots as well. So you uniquely have that ability to sort of throw in some nuggets of wisdom. Do you find, and I'm just doing this because we have the time and I'm curious, <laughs> do you find that one style works more quickly than others? I'm not saying it's more effective because in the end they could do, but is there a particular way of structuring story that becomes sort of a shorthand? Works more quickly. Can you just? Uh, I mean, just is there is there is there a particular style, whether it's working by team or working for a, a a long project that allows the stories to come out more quickly, the ideas to come out more quickly, the stories mm. to formulate a little more effectively? Uh, as opposed to others that might take a lot longer to gel? Ooh, that's a very good question. I suppose when you've got something like the No Sleep podcast, where you've got the writers that will that will write, send in, and, and I know that the, the editing and production staff have got a massive backlog to work through because we've got so many amazing people sending us um, scripts. Uh, so that is fairly fast in terms of getting the stories then there'll be an a, an edit and then out to the out to the actors 
if it's one person doing all the writing, then uh, let's hope that that person doesn't have a day job or three that uh, will very probably get uh, get in the way. Um, but in terms of in terms of speed of getting things going, uh, I think it's it's a matter of the energy and the enthusiasm that the team or the the people who are creating it have more than any kind of side steps within the writing. I would have thought. So passion um, is the driving factor. Passion is absolutely the driving force. And I don't want to. And, and time, as I say, time can be uh, an issue. There, there have been, for instance, uh, about 10 years to release six episodes of uh, a, the Doctor Who that I'm involved with. So, you know, things, things do get in the way. Life does have a, a way of, of intervening in ways that, um, yes, that can sometimes sap passion out of, out of work. But... I've, if the enthusiasm is there and if the drive is there, then it will happen. Yes. And we had a, a large hiatus from Leviathan Chronicles for just mm. those reasons as well. Absolutely. Um, yes. it, back to you, Jeff, though, I, I think I noticed passion really comes from you in your writings because uh, something somebody will say or something that you listen to. And the next thing you know, you've written like half a script already of some new project. <laughs> Can you speak to that at all? I, thank you. Yeah, I, I can. I, I uh, my writing process is is well, even to go back like all the years when I was choosing plays to do on stage, it might be one line from a a, a play that just strikes me, and I I have to do this play. Um, you know, and and what I mean is like in <laughs> Circle Mirror Transformation by Amy Baker, who's a brilliant writer from Massachusetts and written so many great plays. There's a line where one woman says to this guy, how many times is your life going to end? Meaning like, you know, you go, you, you, your life is one way and then you get divorced and your life completely changes or something happens in your life. How many times is your life going to end? And he doesn't know how to answer that. And I didn't know how to answer that. So um, that just intrigued me so much as I have to do this show. So, um, so it's little things like that, that'll get me thinking, or it's, it's uh, talking to, to you guys in one of our many conversations or, you know, we were talking about Westerns on Sonic Echo, you know, and, and right last season. And so Westerns were just on my mind and Gunsmoke was like ringing in my head and that bullet, you know, that, gee, that bullet that comes in the beginning, you know, and, and then um, I had been watching like Sergio Leone uh, Spaghetti Westerns. And like, so that was kind of, and, and what happens for me is like all these things kind of just kind of get put in and put in and put in and put in. And then at some point it just all starts to come out. And because it's like, and I just, I just trust that. I, I try not to force anything when I write because I know it's not going to be good. I mean, sometimes I need to just to kind of get some stuff out. But if I, if I just keep putting stuff in and it's not really a conscious effort from my part, it was just, talking to you guys about Gunsmoke and the other Westerns, other great Westerns that we did that season, watching, uh, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and watching the wild bunch and watching high plains drifter and, and all that gave me the idea for kind of the, the, you know, supernatural Western that I've been writing for last year, probably. Cause I'll get to, I'll get it all out and then I'll, it'll usually stall for me. 
And then, and then that's when I have to, I send it to you guys and I go, okay, give me some help here. And then you you guys always give me great help and maybe I can get going. Um, but, but it all comes like you said, Jack, it, it, put it in, put it in. And then it just all comes out and then it kind of stops and I get to a point where I, I don't, so maybe somebody can help me with that today. Um, and I listen on these panels, you know, I say, Hey Jeff, here's what you got to do. And one of the most fun writing experiences I've had is, is when Lothar and we were doing the exquisite corpse thing, uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, if you don't know what that is, one person writes a certain amount, sends it off to the other person. They, they write a certain amount. You send it off to the other person when they only read the, the one that just came to them and you put it together and, and it's, um, you know, and we, we, that's kind of in limbo right now, but I know we'll get back to it because, because it's, I'm really excited about it. And um, so there's all these ways to kind of break it. And I think Lothar, they did it in the twenties in France, right? Exquisite corpse. Yeah. It was one of the surrealist games that the surrealist did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's, I think there's lots of ways to break it, but, but I like to, I really like to share my writing and whether or not people like to read it, that's a whole nother thing. But, but I, I, I really, cause I've worked so much uh, throughout my career um, with other people that I, I need to share it here. What do you think? Is this good? Is bad? What, what would you change? Give me some ideas. What? And so I like to write like that rather than just be in seclusion and write something, you know, here's my finished product. Do you if think that answers that's your part question. Of, that's wonderful. And I, I've noticed that about you, that you, that's part of your process is that sharing aspect in process. Do you think that comes from your theater background where so much of what you do in theater requires a team approach? I think it does. Um, because as, as a director, um, I always tried to hire people who, and I've told you guys this before, I always hired people who I knew were gonna tell me the truth, uh, that I never wanted yes people. I, I never wanted, I worked for a, a director years ago, back in the eighties. All he wanted was you to say, oh, you're the greatest man. You know, and, and I left there pretty quickly, but, uh, but I just wanted to hire people who were gonna look at me and go, that idea sucks. You know, and, uh, you know, and I would say, fine, show me how to do it right. And then they would do it. And so it was it was all just working together. And it's, it's also when we talk about acting tomorrow, I can't wait for that because, you know, a lot of times to, with actors, I'll get actors who come in or, or people now in audio drama who will send me emails and say, well, how do you want me to do this? And my response is always, I don't. I want you to do it. And give it, give me and make some choices, give it to me. And then if we want to talk about it, we can go from there. But it's not, I think as an actor, if you're trying to, you know, say, oh, this is what the director wants, I'm going to give it to him or her. I think you're, you're, you're not being honest because acting is about truth, acting is about honesty. And, and you need to be honest yourself. So hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about that tomorrow. So it's the same thing with writing. You just got to write from yourself and put it out there and, and then listen to all of the all of the all of the feedback from people that you trust like you know Lothar and Jack in here you know and um, you know weigh that and and uh, one thing I love about the two of you guys is working with you is that I always know I'm going to get honest answers back 
And that's what I want. You know, I, I don't want, oh, that's great, Jeff. You know, and have you go, boy, did you see read that? But Jeff just wrote, well, that sucks. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's it, you know, it might, but I'd rather have you tell, too. Mal, and I know you would tell me, you know, Jeff, this is a good, you know, and, and um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's all about collaboration for me uh, in whatever I do. Because, um, you know, it, that's why I love the audio community so much, because, like David said in his opening, everybody is so pleasant, so nice, so helpful. You know, you know, I know that if I, you know, hey, could you do these lines for me like today? You know, I, most people go, yeah, I, you know, and I'll get them and, you know, because you're stuck. You know what? You know, that happens to us all, you know, and, and I try to do the same for people. And, and uh, so it's just a wonderful community. So, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, before we get to Lothar, I haven't forgotten you. I just wanted to, I noticed David was nodding his head furiously there and I wanted his <laughs> thought specifically because he's talking about acting and choices. And even though that's tomorrow and we can, we can reflect, reflect back upon what Jeff said about writing and how those choices are important as well. Did you have something specific that you want to talk about the acting side of things and, and, and those choices? Uh, well, it's so uh, from the point of view of an actor, when when we get scripts through, uh, there will be some some directors that will say, uh, "Give me three choices of these lines, just three different takes, uh, and that way we can let the editor choose uh, choose what's what." Um, some writers do tend to write very detailed. Um, pieces in their writing about how a particular character is feeling or, or how they think they want it said um, and sometimes that can be sometimes that can be a, a good insight sometimes it can be a bit too prescriptive for for an actor to be you know, when you know this line must be said furiously or um, and and of course even I, I suppose even then there is the choice of do you go loud furious or do you go quiet furious and internal and um but yeah they i i am very much of the opinion that the writing speaks for itself and you choose the actors who will uh who will best interpret the writing and, and be the voice for the writing so um uh, i've always said that that good writing will out Thank you so much. I agree. Well, I, I'm still going to throw this in because if I don't make a Shakespeare reference, then it's not really a conference. So, um, <laughs> you know, I totally agree with David and everything he just said. David and I are becoming good friends here. I like this. So yeah, it's, um, you know, how many how, how many stage directions did uh, Shakespeare have? You know, one. Well, exactly. Very few. You know, it's it's all there. It's all in, in, in the writing. And those of us who are trained in Shakespeare and acted and directed in Shakespeare, you know, it's just, it's just, it's all in the text. Now we're not all Shakespeare, but I'm not trying to say that, but you know, it's, it's just, it's there. And so I think the more writing that can be, the more in the right, if, if it's in the text, if everything is there, you can take those given circumstances from the text. You can mine the text for, you know, Hey, I'm Willie Loman. I'm 61 years old. I'm a salesman. I'm this, I'm that. You can mine all that stuff out of, you know, death of a salesman. I just went into a death of a salesman reference for some reason. Um, but, but, um, and then I think you take your, then you take, you know, I take Jeff and I put that into it or David's David plays Willie Loman. He's going to take David and put our Lothar, right? And then we have three distinct Willie Lomans 
mm-hmm. because we're acting from our own. I, I think you act from the gut. I think you act from your viscera, not your head. I'm a real proponent for, of, of Meisner technique, mm-hmm. which is like take the intellectual stuff all the way out of it and yeah. act from your viscera, act from your gut, act from your truth. And so we're going to get three Willie Lomans from the same exact script and they're all going to be good in their own way. So I'll, I'll stop. I can talk about acting all day. I'm sorry. No, that's I, 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 just just to just to jump on the back of that. Um, I see we're bells now. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the my my Meisner teacher at drama school. Um, it, it, I've told this story a number of times, so apologies if you've already heard it. Uh, but he said you can do as much um, detailed work on mm-hmm. the character as you want. You can know what they had for breakfast. You can know where yeah. they were on holiday last year. You can know. Right. All of this kind of stuff. But when you hear your cue line, you've just got to say, F this, walk on stage and deliver your lines. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, if you know Meisner technique, and I've studied Meisner for years, I've taught Meisner technique. And, and it's just, you, you do all that. And then it's just, you get on stage and that's all done. You yeah. just go, right? And, and, um, and so I, that's what I love about Meisner technique. You know, it's that's just, what you love about, about Meisner technique. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So moving back to Lothar, who's been left in the in the dark over there with the, with the lovely Madcon icon. Um, your your process tends to be a little more individual in the respect that you do a lot of work yourself. I I recognize that because I do a very similar kind of situation where I'm kind of like in my own head developing a lot of that stuff. But I, tell tell us what your process is when you come to writing. Um, I take a extreme polarized approach of, I work very internally, but I also like including others at a certain point working in conjunction. So for example, I started off, my first medium was uh, oral storytelling, traditional oral storytelling on stage, where you are doing everything. You are your sound effects, you are your prop person, you are improving at the moment, because if I'm going to tell, let's say I'm, I'm going to tell some ghost stories. And I go to a local library to do it. And everybody in the audience who's shown up are couples in their 20s. They're going to want a few more shutters. So I'm going to tell that story a little scarier because they want to jump into each other's arms and have a good time. And maybe it's around Halloween and that's their fun. I could go to that exact same thing. And it's a bunch of grandmothers with their 10-year-old kids. I'm going to change that story on the fly to make it a little funnier a little more lighthearted. The scares are very superficial because the last thing you want is for children to break out into tears and have people drive you out of town with pitchforks and torches. So having that kind of ability to really see it creates a sense of visualization. So I'm always visualizing what's going on. I'm seeing myself in it. I'm seeing where I'm acting around. And that's how I approach writing. If I can see the story in my head, it flows almost almost effortless, at least that first draft, and then you do the revision. If you can't, or if I can't, it's just, it's an it's a chore and it's work. It's, it's not organic. That still might be a good first stage. And then maybe I'll get to something and then throw all that out, visualize it again. Um, I always try and come up with a strong opening scene and a strong ending. Um, either for the entire saga or the story that I'm working on or all of that. And then I sort of let it go in there. But I, as a personal fan, I hate stories that have bad endings or incomplete endings or unsatisfying. So I always want at least my, my stories to end with an ending that is at least strong for me. 
you know, and coming from that truth that, that Jeff was talking about to where it's at least honest from, from inside of myself, whether anybody else likes it or not, at least I know that I've done what's right for me. And I haven't just gotten to the end and go, I don't know, I guess I'll end it up this way, which I think happens a lot when you don't have a strong ending in place, because as you guys will talk about with story structure and things like that, endings are notoriously hard to do. There are so many novelists that can't pull it off, writers that there are script writers that can't pull it off, whatever. Um, but then I also like working with others. So I, I enjoy working Exquisite Corpse. Jeff and I are also developing something to where we're uh, doing sort of a spy show and we're writing individual scenes of the characters that we are sort of championing that are not really alter egos of us, but we are the ones that are sort of like, this is the character I wanna bring. He's bringing another character that's coming from him. And I write a little scene, give it to him. So he gets a feel for what that character is about from my mind and vice versa. And at some point then we'll be able to write each other's characters because we'll have been introduced to them through this sort of backstory. And it's just a really fun exercise. There's I did something similar with Mark Slade with uh, the Daniel Dredd series that we did where he wrote one episode, I'd write another episode or scenes within episodes. And it was interesting because we both have very similar uh, aesthetic influences and narrative influences and very different styles of writing. So it was very challenging and wonderful. And I never would have had an experience like that just doing it on my own. So I enjoy all of it. That's fantastic. It, this brings me a couple of thoughts from here. Number one, know your audience is one of the main fun functions of you being able to tell your story. And that's maybe something worth looking into in our first session with you for those things is who is your audience going to be? Because that will detect, dictate the plot and how the story goes. The other thing that struck me in just that last bit that you were talking about was how much you can develop really powerful characterization through team writing. Because when you're writing singularly, sometimes the problem is you're, you're so focused on getting this person from A to B that having those elements where you talk about, well, what's this character like and what are some of their quirks and all these kinds of things, you're, you're, you're developing more of the world, you're developing a lot more of, the, of the, the depth of your story when you have this opportunity to bounce these ideas off of other people. Am I, am, is that make yeah, sense? No, and, and you just uh, reminded something that I, that I also wanted to mention in regards to acting and directing uh, that you know Jack and um, um, Jeff and David were talking about, which is that I take far more of a William Friedkin approach to directing actors, which he's notorious for saying, I don't want rehearsals, give me one take. Mm -hmm. I'm taking that take and going. I'm not quite that extreme, but there's been times, um, and uh, Jack and I listened to a podcast called Weird Studies, which everybody should look for, it's great. One of the people there talks about something in art called a rift. And rifts are things that might be mistakes, unintentional things that come in, and they make the art a little bit more than just plain artifice, where we've got a blueprint, I've created a building, isn't it pretty, it's perfect, this is the way I designed it. You want something organic, you want something living, and living things are messy. And so, there's been times um, in my productions where I, I heard a line in my head a certain way and the actor delivered it completely differently, but completely right in its own <laughs> way. And if I was going to say, no, 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 I want you to give it to me this way. I need it to be the best that you can do and give it to me this way. Um, I'm not going to get that. And if I get out of my own head and go, wait a minute, how can I make this line work? and then work with the other characters and go, now this scene seems something different than just what came out of me. It's on its own. It's kind of like doing its own thing. And it makes the art more than just what I was coming up with. 
And that's exciting to me is working with actors and going, wow, I never would have expected that line to be delivered in that way. And that's better than what I thought it could be. Or even if it's not better, it's just different. And that's worthwhile in itself. Thank you, Jeff. And well, I'm just going to say that those are the moments as a director that you look for. Um, you know, the great theorist Anne Bogart, director Anne Bogart, you know, she talks about the rehearsal room as being a place of, exper of experimental, um, you know, experimenting and just going and, and, and seeing where it takes you. And, and then that's where, um, that's where the magic happens. That's where the good stuff happens. Memorable theater happens. It's, it's when actors lock down lines and they do it the same way. I, I mean, I'm, I know, David, I'm sure you've been in long runs of shows. I've been in long rows of, runs of shows, you know, and you can get into a rut and just be like doing the same thing over and over again. Or you're acting, even you know, worse, you're acting with an acting partner who's doing the same thing over and over again. And you're getting nothing from them. There's no energy between the two of you on stage for the magic to happen. So I think that's important. And then just one other quick thing about, about characters is if you remember um, when Bill Holweg was doing Grog and Griffin, those of us who, who were honored enough to be in it, uh, when he asked me to be in it, he asked me to, uh, he said, well, make up a character. And, and it was like making up a Dungeons and Dragons character. Right. And so I'm a big Dungeons and Dragons player. So, you know, it, it was, uh, I had fun. I made this Dungeons and Dragons character. And then I gave Bill all that information, just like you were saying, Lothar. I gave him all my backstory because I write these long backstories for my D&D &D characters. And, um, and then he took it and he put it into his script. And I was like, oh my God, this was so amazing because he was so amazing. And, you know, and, and so there's so many ways to do it. I would just say that do it the way it feels right for you. Doesn't matter how I do it or Lothar or David or Jack. It, it just, I mean, you can learn and you can pick up things. And like with acting technique, we talked about Meisner. You know, I just took, I took a little bit of Meisner, a little bit of Uta Hagen, Peter Brook and Bogart, Jerzy Kotowski, whoever I had. And I just kind of made it into my own. And that's what that's I think that's the beauty of what we're doing here this weekend. Just pick little things. Oh, that's good. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll leave that. You know, anything that Jeff guy says, I don't agree with. You know what I mean? But but you know, it's like take what you take what you need. And I think it's gonna be great for us all. That's Jack, something I wanted to yeah. something I wanted to throw in there before I forget it, which also teases a little bit of Sunday's production stuff is some of the ways that I approach writing is going like, can I do this in production? And I need to write something to play around with this. So I did like some little shorts that I'm still kind of working on and then we'll release where it's like, everybody says, oh, you can't do a lot of action in audio drama because we don't have the visual car chases and things like that. And I'm like, what? No, this is stupid. So I wanted to do something that was just about action, just a lot of panning. How much could I even do like bullet time where you stretch down bullets and stuff? And I have no idea how the end result's going to be, but doing those kinds of weird things. Uh, the Tainted Noctuary that I did last year for um, mm. Transcontinental Terror was specifically, how can I do audio techniques that are sort of like some of the visual techniques of shaky cam that just create fear effects, but do it only in audio? So some of that goes into my writing process as well in the production of like, I want to do this type of production. Now I need something that I can throw myself into the deep end of the pool and see if I sink or swim. 
This is all exciting stuff, folks. Thank you so much for all of this information. We're running out of time, strangely enough. And I just wanted to open it up to everybody if they had some questions. Um, I'm open to even um, unmuting people if they want to ask them directly or if you want to type them into the chat window, please. We've got about five minutes left. I don't want people to feel like they don't have an opportunity to ask or, or, or make points themselves. Anyone interested at this point? Got something to say? Something to share? Holding Anybody on. need a good cocktail recipe? That's right. <laughs> Mutual nope. Audio Tiki Bar on the ninth floor is open for everybody. Come on by. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I guess I think you guys summed all this stuff up interestingly because there is so many varieties and ways of doing all this. I have a question. Oh, we got Bob a question, Arnold. Jeff. Yeah, we have a question for Bob Arnold. He's, it's to Jeff. Jeff, is there a central place where everyone can share links to their work? So. What? I um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, guess I, I don't really know the answer to that question. Go ahead, Jack. Why don't you? Um, there's always Podchaser. That's uh, that's a place where a lot of different podcasts are, uh, or where you can showcase your different podcasts as a as a creator. Um, but uh, but otherwise, I would I would absolutely suggest the Sonic Society, which is every Sunday morning on Mutual Audio, um, <laughs> as a place to showcase uh, all new audio drama. That's right. Jack, this is actually a, a good idea um, for something maybe Brian, uh, just a volunteer for more work that he could do for the website. Uh, could we put up a bio page of everybody participating in the panels this weekend? Because uh, a lot of those bios have the links to various shows or at least uh, listing their stuff that people can uh, go down the Google rabbit hole. I, I know he was planning to put that up. So, um, and, yeah. And just as if... Um, Jack made a, a resource folder in Google Drive, right, for for written materials um and i put in uh i put in there i think everyone has access to it uh if you don't know what we're talking about when we start talking about meisner and all this stuff i've put some stuff in that folder that you can read um about acting technique and things like that um and some uda Hagen stuff that was that i like like that so there's that available too if that's what you were talking about i'm not sure yeah i'm 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 going to try and find a link if, if you can give people complete access to it. I'll put it right here in our in our session. We've also got a question. What is your favorite cheese? Fever would have asked that. Oh, 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 wow. So, uh, Boy, that's a tough question. Um, I, I can't. It's hard to pick one cheese. Maybe the Camenzola, but ask me tomorrow. It'd be a different cheese. I, 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 yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a great cheese. Right lover. now I'm going um, right, right to say Mexico. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say right now. Mm -hmm. yeah, there good are question. I like curds it. that they make the whole in thing Nova on cheese. Scotia locally here. There's a bunch of cheese curds that I'm I'm just yeah because like you popcorn, make poutine, poutine right? Oh, yeah, you put them on your yeah. you put them on your French fries with gravy. That's right. <laughs> Definitively <laughs> Canadian choice. <laughs> the heart burst special we like to call that. One. <laughs> Love Can everybody just go quickly around since we don't have too many other questions? Um, just tell us what projects you are working on. Jeff, you were mentioning that you you've been working on a couple of different projects. Let's start with you. Yeah, we're doing. Uh, I'm really excited. Every year, every summer, we do Sonic Summer Stock, and uh, 
We're going to do uh, X minus one hallucination orbit, which I love, absolutely love. And, uh, you know, like, like I'm sure everybody on the panel, I, I've got about, you know, six, seven, eight, 20 scripts that are in uh, various states of being done. And, and uh, you know, just real quick, you know, I was doing something I thought was done. And then through talking to Jack and Lothar, it just brought me to a whole new direction. I said, put this, put the hold on that. We're going to have to go back and rework this whole thing because <laughs> they gave me this idea. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm working on tons of fun stuff, doing a show called Empty Purse for Christmas time for Mutual, uh, which is a classic New England uh, Christmas story by Sarah Orne Jewett. Um, great actors in that one, um, you know, Sharon Grinwald's in that and Ezra Mervin's in that and some great actors. So uh, I can't wait to do that. So yeah, that's me. Can I, just, uh, can I jump oh, in and answer a question on the Q&A? Aline yes. Hoskins has said, what's the best place to find actors apart from social media? Uh, and I just oh, wanted boy. to say as an actor, um, if you have heard someone on a podcast that you like, uh, or someone in an audio drama that you like, reach out to the people involved and say, uh, how do I get a hold of this person? Or um, find out who they are through the credits and, and reach out. Because I, I love receiving emails saying, would you like to be an XYZ? Or getting through get, getting tweets saying the same. So um, yeah, if, if you like someone's voice, if you like a particular actor, then uh, get in touch. Um, and I can see that Tony Sereccia has also answered this local theater and booking agencies. So that's yes. that's also an option. Yeah, please, please don't neglect your, your local theaters. I found some really great people who love to do stuff there too, again. But also that comes back to your resources. Maybe you can't record locally, right? So those are those issues as well. Lothar, any, any last minute, because we're running over time now, but last minute things that you're working on. I know, when's the next Degasian coming out? Because I'm waiting. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. That one's, uh, yeah, that would be a long story. That one's on hold for a little while, but I'm working oh. on uh, She Wolves Prowl of the Promised Land, which is mm. a carsploitation uh, miniseries that has My some last lines that Bill Holwig ever recorded that will be in it. Yeah. Um, and I got a new transcontinental terror that I got to get going on because October's coming up and that's it for me. David, what about you? Oh, various stuff. I'll tell you later. You'll tell me <laughs> in another session. Stand by for part two with David Alt's questions. So that's all we have time for for our opening sessions. I want to thank our panelists, Jeff Billard, Lothar Tuppen, thank and you, David Alt. You'll be able to see them in various different guises throughout the weekend, as you know. Thank you, everyone, for showing up for this somewhat informal, formal beginning. And please join us all through the weekend for more awesome panel discussions about everything you want to know about audio drama from soup to nuts although i've never understood why you'd start with soup seems like that's the thing you'd have at the end anyway <laughs> next next up we have how to approach your project in just about 15 minutes a little less than 15 minutes 11 feet 15 eastern with brother lothar and guests if you haven't signed up for the workshop yet today or tomorrow with neil jones and peter reynolds i think there may be one or two slots again improve your improv your writing.com it's on the website as well i'm jack ward thank you so much have a great day everyone please email me with your thoughts or questions at sonic society at gmail.com all through the weekend i'll be here thank you thank you now you seem to me to be a connoisseur 
of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.